Welcome back, everybody. Well, this is Food for Thought Thoughts, If It Were You, Season 2, and I'm your host, Neogentrix. It's been a while, and I'm back in the driver's seat. We're going to go ahead and pick up where we left off with practical steps to personal development. Okay? A lot of stuff's been going on. School finally came to an end for me, you know, and a lot of other things are building up on blast. I kid you not. This year is going to be one hell of a teaser as we try to go back from the pandemic into what we call the norm. Today's topic, the practical steps for personal development, picks up on the piggybacks off of the last podcast I did. And I just want you to know, there are a number of things that are vital in supporting your personal development, okay? Including developing a vision of where you want to be and planning how you're going to get there. But alongside these, it'd also be helpful to take some simple but practical steps to change how you organize your life. These changes that I will outline will help you to give you more time and space to manage your personal development activities. Without that, you may actually struggle to find the time and energy to improve your skills or study. Hell, even I need to take a number out for this. Okay? Practical steps can be taken to enhance personal development, including organizing your time, producing a personal CV or resume, you know, in a way to help you, and overcoming barriers to learning any or all new skills that you decide to take on okay all right let's begin Let's talk about organizing your time. If you're considering making changes in your life, then finding additional time may often possess a problem for a lot of people. It could be that the changes you're thinking of making are to ensure that you have enough time to, oh, I don't know, let's see, uh, spend time with your family, spend time on things you enjoy doing, devote to your work, devote to your education, you know, things of that nature. In my case, I wanna say working on my next book. Okay, I got three of them done. I need to finish the next one so I can put them up there for release. But in the meantime, I'm trying to find a way to sell them, but I can't do that if I don't set aside time to learn what I'm missing and what I need to do, okay? And, you know, that goes into another topic of time management, which I'll cover next time, so, you know, look forward to that. But, I mean, without these, we wouldn't be able to move forward in the way that we need to. So... I want you to learn how to say no to jobs or requests that you feel are not your responsibility. Okay? This requires the ability to be assertive. And I do believe I did cover that in another podcast uh, previously, so feel free to go check that out. You need to learn how to delegate your jobs. Uh, sorry, not delegate. 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 Which means sharing jobs with other people. It can be fun and it can leave you with more time. You know, Obviously, not a lot of people are going to want to do stuff for free, so, you know, offer the proper incentive. But you get what I'm saying. You have to make what they call a to-do list of tasks that you need to do each day. Taking off tasks as you complete them. Give up things you do not really want or need. That way you have more free time and you can move forward. Identifying your highs and lows of the day. Everyone has a time when he or she feels more or less energetic. And then try to do the most demanding tasks when you have the greatest energy, as you will do them probably more quickly, and thereby releasing more time to spend on other things. For many people, their personal development will involve setting goals, which is a whole other topic in itself. So, you know, 
we'll cover that in detail another time. But this may might be to change behavior, such as looking at time management or learning new skills or advancing your career. The reason I make this a point is because many employers are looking for the same sort of skills. This these include good communication skills, the ability to work as part of a team, and the ability to learn. Okay, they call them soft skills. Beyond that, the skills required are dependent on the particular job that you're trying to get. I don't know if I've covered soft skills yet, but I will definitely do so in a later episode. So look forward to that. Okay, so let's talk about your personal curriculum uh, V-Day or your resume. And if you want to know what a personal curriculum V-Day is, that's essentially your CV. Drawing up a CV or resume is not only necessary when applying for jobs, but it can also be useful for your own benefit as, you know, it'll help you appraise the skills you have gained through education, training, employment, voluntary work, leisure, and other activities. This is based off of, you know, what, what you've done up to the current date. In turn, a personal CV will help you to highlight skills that you should work or improve on, such as, you know, developing your cooking skills or your uh, customer service skills. There are numerous ways of setting out and prevent, presenting a CV or resume for the purpose of applying for a job. And, you know, you should be careful to include all relevant information and make sure your document is well written and well presented. That being said, I probably should go into preparing a CV or resume, but again, that's an episode for a later date. However, for the purposes of personal CV or resume, uh, uh, for your reference, your own reference, and as a way to access your skills in a simple format, that is all that is needed. A quick guide to preparing your personal CV would be, uh, let me see, um, split your document with headings including education, training, past experience, skills, etc. Do it like that. Then use dates to establish when each item on your personal resume was achieved, i.e. when did you graduate, just to give an example, or when did you learn a particular skill, or when you became proficient at it in some cases, that depends. And then keep your CV or personal resume concise. You know, aim uh, is the, I'm sorry, the aim of the list is to show your skills and abilities, not write an essay about them, okay? People want to know what you can do. They don't want to read about it. If they're going to read about your skills, you might as well just write a book about you. That being said, writing a biography might be a good way to utilize your skills and improve on others and give you something to do if you're bored. But many skills that you have learned and developed either through work, education, or your personal life can be successfully successfully applied to other areas in your life if you know how. For example, good listening skills are important in many aspects of life. Such skills are known as transferable skills. Okay, A term which is usually associated with a skill set that can easily be transferred from one job to another. Like customer service can be used for phone calls, interviews, or receptionist, or even just dealing with people. 
Analyzing your existing skills will help you to identify both skills and personal qualities that you can use in other fields. Examples of transferable skills are IT skills, interpersonal skills, communication, whether verbal or written, doesn't matter, organizational skills, literacy skills, believe it or not, numerical skills and problem solving are also transferable, as well as understanding. Okay? The needs of others and other emotional states and also emotional intelligence are other transferable skills that many people need but don't have. Okay? There's a lot of topics to cover, so I'm going to be looking into going over all of these in the future. So stay with me as I go through all of these. It's going to take time to put it together, so you know, bear with me. As it may, may take a while before each episode is released, but as long as you stay with me, we'll be able to move forward. Okay, last thing I want to cover for today's podcast is overcoming barriers to learning a new skill. Okay, when learning a new skill, it'll help broaden the opportunities available and open to you. Okay, but at the same time, also empower you as an individual. There are many things that prevent people from learning new skills, but these barriers can be overcome with some thought, uh, depending on what they are. These might include lack of confidence or self-esteem. Hold on a second, let me go into that before I go further. This one's actually one of the greatest obstacles facing a lot of individuals. However, if this is a problem, just ask yourself this. Uh, If there's anyone who would, you know, support you and help you to take the first steps to learn towards learning a new skill, okay? There's always going to be someone who's willing to help you, even if you lack the courage or self-esteem to do so. Often, once that first move is made, then the greatest hurdle is overcome, and you can continue moving forward that way. And a little bit of confidence goes a long way, as it helps increase as you develop that new skill. The more you learn it, the better you see you're good at it, the more your confidence will grow as you you know, utilize it. Next would be the economic situation. You may see your financial situation as a barrier to learning new skills, but this may not always be the case. As you know, the internet is a full of a lot of free things that you can find all over the place, whether pages, tools, resources, or even some free courses that can help you develop specific skills. Okay, you can browse a lot of different pages for comprehensive guides and things of the sort that will help you. There may even be courses offered at local schools, colleges, universities, which are free or you know offered at an extremely reduced rate for people with lower income. So it just depends. Distance learning allows you to study from home and it has become a very big thing as of recent especially with the pandemic, since no one can really go anywhere. And it can help you reduce the cost of learning as by a large margin. There may also be trust funds and charities that offer grants for people developing new skills in your area, so, you know, look into that. It's even possible to learn a new skill with the aid of books from the local library, if you can find one that's still open, or you they have an online library, I guess. But essentially, you know, they're... Things that you can do. There's also voluntary work, which can also provide excellent opportunities for learning and developing skills as, you know, being part of a group, as a member of, uh, I don't know, a cleanup crew or something. You can learn something interesting or something new. 
Next would be family commitments. If you have family commitments that prevent you from having time to learn a new skill, it may be possible for you to enlist the help of a friend or family member to give you a few hours free each week to you know, make that available. Colleges and universities often offer vocational training courses, which may also have free or subsidized uh, crease places that, or cliche, uh, well, you know, subsidized places that you can go to to learn, okay? As far as lack of time is concerned, this is where time management and minimizing distractions can help you reorganize your time to fit the development of that new skill you're trying so hard to learn. The question that you need to be asking yourself, are you, is there really a barrier in front of you or are you just giving excuses? Okay. Many of these barriers may be more, no more than just excuses, but they're just fundamental blockage blockages that you know are there in front of you whether created mentally or physically if you're using any of these as a reason for avoiding your development though it may be worth looking deeper to see if there's any reason for why you're thinking that way perhaps deeply held values may be in conflict with one of your personal development goals or you know something of the sort but just keep this in mind the first step is often the hardest okay but Barriers to personal development are often more in the mind than anywhere else, so they're not as physical as you would think, okay? Essentially, the first step, whether it's signing up for a course, getting some books from the library, or finding a website that can help, while this may be harder, once you take that first step, remember, the process is described as lifelong for a reason. You're always going to be learning. You're never going to not be learning. It's only the level of formality that changes, Okay? Just when you think you're leaving school and you're not going to learn anything else as a result, that's when you stop learning is when you stop growing, okay? You're never going to stop growing. Once you leave school, you're going to continue to learn even out there in the workplace because just because you earned your degree or if you already have your degree doesn't mean there's not something out there that you don't know, okay? You're going to have to learn it just like everyone else, all right? Anyway. This has been Food for Thought. That's if it were you. Neogentrix is your host. That would be me, season two, on the personal development practical steps. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.